0: In today's episode, Dave interviews Tom Booker. Tom is a founding member of Chicago's Annoying Theater. Tom has also appeared in nearly a hundred commercials and co-wrote and co-directed the feature film *Kill the Man*, starring Luke Wilson. Recorded on location in Austin, Texas, I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. It's not, and here's the thing about it, and everybody that's ever heard the podcast knows that when I say we start, then we start. I'm gonna do this here.
1: So have we started.
0: Yeah, we started. Okay. Because um, I had somebody, and <laughs> I said this in the beginning anyway, I had somebody who was telling me this great story, and I, I said, we're starting. And he said, um, uh, and then we just start ripping on this thing, and, and then we get to a point where he goes, uh, he said, when do we start? And I said, we started. I, we started when I said we started. And He's like, oh, I want all that taken out. I don't want to talk about any of that. I go, okay, great. And that's that. Did you take it out? Yeah, we took it out. Oh, there was also Stephanie Weir had us take stuff out. What? Uh, if I, it, it's on. me putting it back in. No if I talk to the about it. Of your uh, so she secret. told she talked about stuff that uh, she talked about stuff about her kid. Oh. And it was like don't talk about stuff about my kid. Well, kid. she said later on. She, later on, she goes I, and it was a great conversation. Uh-huh. Stephanie, do you know Stephanie? Yeah. Stephanie is a drink and. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Stephanie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, because Stephanie, uh, I'm periodically I'll look over here to see what's happening. Stephanie is hysterical and Bob Weir, Bob, Bob Dassey rather Bob Weir, oh, from The Grateful oh. Dead, you know Bob Weir. Uh, Bob Dassey was really great too, but Stephanie was just so open and honest and people talk and they don't realize that they're saying things.
1: Well, I will always realize that I'm
0: saying something. Or and not care. I don't care. And you don't care. I don't care. It was funny last night where you were saying, like you and I were hugging over here stage right. Oh, by the way, we're uh, live from the Institution Theatre in Austin, Texas. I just want to say that. Uh, and we have a live audience, so and we're going to have a bunch of call-ins, none. Um, uh, and we were over here, and you mentioned somebody's name, and it's yes. like, did you sleep with that person? I'm like, yeah, I did. I slept with oh, that yeah. person, too.
1: Okay,
0: we're going to keep that one. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it's
1: okay for it stayed, but that No, no, no. We, 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 we and we, we kind of is. whispered
0: it together, yeah, like, okay, yeah, I, I it's slept with that okay. person. But you, you did that, and everyone's like, did I sleep with her? Yes, I yeah, did yeah. sleep with her. Oh, yes, yeah. I did sleep with her.
1: We should talk about the 80s.
0: Well, one of the things that I think is really interesting is, that, and I, I might have mentioned this before on the podcast, yeah. is that idea of, I look at somebody and I think, I, I like I look at a woman and I'll go, and I'll think, oh, I really, I like that person. This is a really fine person. I really, really like her. And then I'm thinking, why do I feel weird about her right now? I, like something's up and I feel weird about her. And then I got to stop and go, did I make out or sleep with her? And, I, and it's a horrible thing because I, sometimes I can't remember.
1: I can pretty much remember all of mine. Because uh, they're all Facebook friends
0: now. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it, I don't,
0: yeah. Especially um, during the 80s. Oh, yeah, it was Because great. the biggest thing that you worried about was getting, uh, like, herpes. Herpes, and that was terrible. Right. Um, and I remember in college, I got, you know, I had this weird thing on my lip. And I was like, what is this? And the doctor went, it's herpes. And I'm like, oh, no. And he said, it's the okay kind. I'm like, great, good. Yeah. That could keep coming back as much as it wants to. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm.
1: But there was no okay
0: no, no, no. A Cheryl Sloan uh, drink. Cheryl Sloan, uh, who is the artistic, who is, yeah, but it's a soft drink. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> She's a wonderful person. She, she is a really yeah. great person. Former producer of Second That's City. Like no, yeah. yes. Second City. Um, she was mentioning that she had, and I remember this. They had done the first aid scene okay. at Second City Northwest. Yeah, that, that was. And, uh, do you remember that? Yeah,
1: and it, would, it ended. I think Mick directed that show. Didn't Mick? I do? don't
0: remember who directed that. And,
1: and I think Christina Dunn was in it. And it ended. It was everybody told a monologue about a uh, a friend of theirs who that had AIDS. And then one person started talking. Then all five of them started talking. Or maybe there were seven. Right. And then it ended just with, and then he died. And then he died. And then he died.
0: Oh, it was yeah. just a beautiful so, scene, yeah. and it was one of those scenes where it, re, it, it reignited that idea of what Second City could be, mm-hmm. and what and I was so glad to be, I was so proud to be part of that company at that time, uh-huh. and it just, and I think that you and Asaf and, and all these, like there's a hands-off feeling to a lot of the work, like I, I'm giving I you permission. to that. Um, I'm, I'm uh, like, we're going to do a show right now. Uh-huh. I'm going to say, I trust you to do a show and whatever that show is going to be is going to be great uh-huh. because, uh, because I trust you. I
1: think we got that from the annoyance. Uh uh-huh. You know, uh, Mick would just, after we started the annoyance, Mick would, I, I want to do the show mm-hmm. and you say, well, what's that? you kind of describe it and say, okay. Right. You know, and it was just, and that's how we learned. Right. I, it was such, one of the great things about being in Chicago in the eighties is that, uh, no one was watching us. Right, you know.
0: Oh, was, right.
1: But I mean, it was, there was no industry there, or there was no. Uh, there was, there, we weren't there to make money. We were there to, to experience our joy. Right. And so, and and uh, and the rents were so low at that time, and the buildings were also the ceilings were high, which meant that you could make almost any old building a theater mm-hmm. by hanging lights. And so, all of us started uh, theater companies. Right. We were like little gangs, friendly little gangs. Right. And then, uh, and and there was an audience that would support it. Right, and so so we could experiment, and uh, it was great. And then that's how people got to develop because we had room to fail because mm-hmm. there was no failing. There was just playing.
0: That's but that's the idea of of playing. Mm-hmm. When you go, we're just playing. You can't fail because what you know you can't say to a kid, "Oh, what are you doing? I'm playing. You're not doing it right." Doing
1: it. You know who I think is the root of it all, Martin Demont. You're right. You know?
0: Martin DeMont was what, a teacher at uh, teacher a in Second City. He's so, he was, so like, he was just such a great... But Martin DeMont also taught people the, the, the idea of love. like yeah. At the core of everything that Martin did. Like I'm an acolyte of Martins. Uh, Amy Seeley is an acolyte of Martin. Mike Ross is... Like, the, all these people mix certainly is an acolyte of Martin. But, they, but there's, a, there's these people that... Martin taught love at the center of everything, at the core of everything. The foundation of everything was you've got to love, love each other. And when I, I realized that, I was like, oh, yeah, there's no fighting. There's no wrong. And he also said, the moment that you walk into the space, you, res- you, you lose your right to judge yourself.
1: Mm. I, uh, uh, do you remember how you used to always say, uh, give me your fear?
0: No, I don't remember that. What yeah,
1: did he say? he start a class. Give me your fear. Give me your fear.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Give me your fear. Yeah. But so he'd
1: hold, hold on to it for us during class.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and yours was, you would tell people to go, uh, you, you, uh, right before a show, you would walk up okay. to people and go, don't suck. Don't suck, yeah. Which is very different.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think what I meant was, like, don't take it so seriously. All right, I know yeah. I know what you meant. But, yeah, and then also everybody's, you know, they want some more wisdom, like, don't suck. Also, I like just setting the bar low. <laughs> right, exactly. So, you know, right. if you suck, all right, you did okay. Or the idea that
0: there is no bar. Right. You know, there is no bar. You're just out there having fun. And, I, and the idea of there is, somebody once told me this, and I think it's really great. I can't remember who it was, that said every performance is a rehearsal. Oh. Because the moment that you go every performance is a rehearsal, then you're looking at it thinking, I'm here to grow in this show. There is no final show. There's no final show.
1: I, with the, um, that being said, every class and a rehearsal is a it- not necessarily performance, but should be taken seriously to some
0: extent. You should try. I know. Well, you know, I, I have an issue with the word try.
1: Well, I mean, you know, you should take it seriously. Right, of All course. Right. Don't, don't phone it in.
0: But Right. But, did, but don't you think that everybody's doing the best job they can at the time they're doing it? Don't you feel that way? Or do you feel like people are walking in going, I'm only going to give 80%. I think that whatever somebody's doing at the moment that they're doing it, they are giving as much as they can give at that moment. I
1: guess you're right. I mean, what would hold them back would be fear, and I think they're doing the best that they can.
0: Everybody's doing the best they can. Like, right now, could I be doing better at this?
1: No. But because you're afraid if if your teacher or instructor or director uh, suggests that you do something else or try something differently, Uh um, then you should at least listen.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right. Well, it... And I think there's a privilege too.
1: If you're on stage, whether you're in your class or not, and people are watching, you owe it to them to do your best work.
0: Don't you think you're always doing your best work? No. Do you ever you really you don't? No. You I, find I, I yourself can, phoning can, it can, in. Yeah. I really
1: think from arrogance and
0: ego. I don't know what the fuck you're talking I, about. I
1: think I think from arrogance, like I well, I can I can do better, but I'm just, you know,
0: I'm Tom You don't do that. I'm sorry. I don't buy you. So? I'm calling bullshit on that. I'm fucking calling bullshit when on I that. When I first
1: moved here, do you think I acted like that? Austin?
0: No? Austin. This isn't Austin. This is an awesome group of people here. Yeah. This isn't entirely Austin. Wait, you think that he was phoning it in?
1: He was writing his name for a yeah.
0: bit. But the fact yeah. is, he I mean, was. The
1: fact I came from LA. He didn't know what the scene was
0: here. He didn't know what the scene was. There was right. There was a, there was a certain cloud. Uh-huh. I thought I had. I don't assumes, think I had it. Yeah. But I believe still, even with that, that you were doing the best job I, that you okay, could at I that time. Yes. You know, it's not yeah. like again, because at that moment you're like, "This is all I'm giving." No, it's not. This is all I'm giving. This is what I'm giving. I'm giving this.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I see. I see your point.
0: You win. And seen. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. no, if, if anybody's in the drinking game right now, they're probably thirsty. They probably are. All right, Amy Sedaris. Okay, good. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 remember, she
1: had a thing for wheelchairs. Oh,
0: remember? she did. I remember going to her birthday party. She invited me to her birthday. Uh, wonderful, it was wonderful,
1: wonderful wonderful wonderful
0: just a great act. Oh, just a okay. great lady so she invited me over to her her birthday party and she was living she was living like in Wrigleyville or Lakeview or something like that and she's like you gotta come over I'm like you gotta come over you gotta come over so I came over there and um David uh, her brother David and her brother Paul and Paul Danello, her boyfriend at the time was like we been got, been got a, yeah, for a long time we we got Amy a gift it's like what did Amy get and then it's like you're gonna see and then Amy wheels into the dining room in a wheelchair they got me a wheelchair i'm like you wanted that she goes, i wanted it and david sedaris went she wanted it and so we had to go out and buy her a fucking brand new wheelchair it was like there was nothing wrong with her she
1: always would do a stone character and then when the character was stoned he'd go because when i lived with chimiano whenever we'd smoke pot uh Yato, not a celebrity but he did drive mike myers and uh drink and john john favreau, and john favreau drink and will Ferrell. right drink. and uh but we'd get high and he'd, and. He'd go,
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Amy would smoke pot all the fucking time. But Amy smoked a lot of pot, Paul smoked a lot of pot, and then Colbert was a fucking big doper. Really? Fucking huge doper. Colbert, huge pot smoker. Big pot smoker. Should I be saying this? I don't know. I
1: don't know. Did Stephanie Weir's kid smoke pot?
0: I'm not going to talk about her kid at all because... But Colbert didn't say, I have to listen to what you're doing. But he was a big pot smoker. He was a big pot smoker. He was also, uh, Colbert did this. I remember I was at Second City and I just got engaged. And there was a really cute woman. Did
1: at... you just always refer to her as the girl?
0: Mm, no.
1: What's that maybe meaning? I did. Maybe uh, I did. Like maybe I'm I did. with the girl.
0: I'm the with the girl. girl. Yeah, I'm the with girl. The girl. With I don't the the girl remember. The girl and I. Are yeah. yeah, maybe I did. I don't remember. But I do, maybe... Yeah, because, no, no, I would call her the girl with the nose ring. Uh. And uh, Fran Adams goes, does she have a name? I'm like, oh yeah, her name's Katie. Um, but uh, I remember I was flirting with the uh, woman that was in the box office at Second City, and Colbert came up to me right before a scene that we were doing, right, right in between a scene. I remember we were waiting for the scene to happen. He goes, I saw you flirting with that woman in the box office. Listen, you're better than that. You're engaged. Don't do that. I was like, Wow fuck you. No, I didn't win. No, it's like, so I, what an awesome thing to say. From you. <laughs> exactly, but what an awesome thing to say. Yeah. It really, it really, it resonated with me and it still resonates with me.
1: We, we were at Ch- Chicago in a very, very lucky time. with mm-hmm. Wonderfully talented and encouraging
0: people. Right.
1: I mean, it was, and it's, I, I think you and I are both, I hope you and I are both kind of spreading that or trying
0: to well, don't don't you think that you are? I mean, don't you think yes. that you're you're here, you're doing that? And yeah. and there's there's something very interesting about the Chicago scene in general, how it exploded to Chicago and uh, and certainly L- L.A., you know, with Sharna and here in Austin. And what's another city that where you go? I can't believe there's so much going on. I, I want to say Minneapolis, but I don't think there's Chicago influence in Minneapolis.
1: Where's the Ryan Styles place in Oregon?
0: He's in Oregon. No, he's in Washington. Washington, Washington, Washington State. I believe it is. Speaking yeah. of
1: smoking a lot of pot.
0: What? Oregon. Oh, Oregon? Yeah. Do they? They should. You don't, you, you you weren't a big pot smoker.
1: I, you uh, know, I, I never bought pot, but if you had pot, we would smoke it until you didn't have any more pot.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, I loved pot, but I've always been bad with money. Uh-huh. So it's really affected my drug career.
0: Your poverty affected your drug yes, career. Yes,
1: but if if you had pot, like when Jimmy Otto and I lived together, he could make pot last forever. Uh-huh. And so he learned not to bring out his pot.
0: When you are around? Yeah, because
1: right. we never put it back. And I remember once being, uh, one of the last times it got high with Andy Dick and uh, and um, Andy Richter and um, Sarah and <laughs> Becky Tire <laughs> were there. And Andy Dick and I was at my little apartment in my, my post-Ricky Lake apartment. And uh, 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 we were sitting at a little kitchen table and we were rolling joints, and they were just watching TV. And Andy Dick turns to me, and he goes, "They don't want to smoke anymore. They they don't want to get too high. How can you get too high?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's the point." One of the last times I got high was with Andy Dick, and we went to Soup Plantation.
0: Uh huh. Oh yes. Yeah. It's,
1: it's the best place to go when you're high, because it's one of those you pay seven bucks, and it's all you can eat. Right. And one of the things they have is chocolate
0: pudding. Right.
1: Oh. Um, it was great.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Christina Dunn used to go there with the Tupperware oh. hidden in her in her bag. And she just goes load up, load up, blah, 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 like Tupperware, put it in. That was it.
1: Yeah. I, just, I remember you know, with Christina Dunn. she just moved to LA and we just mm-hmm. started doing a uh, theater go go was uh to start doing uh, rehearsing for Patty Patty Bang Bang. Uh-huh. And she was uh, she left and all of a sudden she knocked at my little my door and she's like, Hey, do you wanna get high? Like, yeah. And uh, Christina was like the MacGyver of pot like she can make a pipe out of anything
0: but she's the macgyver of everything yeah, she she's, she's one she's of these very people very very crafty yeah, exactly. and like to know people like that who who like when i was when i my uncle uh, i mentioned this on the podcast before my uncle had suddenly like gone like wacky and he became a hoarder. and his he had, a, he had a house in Beverlywood and he became a hoarder but he had he he stopped buying furniture he bought danish furniture and he stopped buying furniture in 1967 Sixty-eight. So we had all this awesome mid-century Danish furniture. And I had Christina Dunn come over when we were getting rid of all the objects in his house and I said, what do we need? And Christina Dunn just went, you want that? 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 That looks like something that you want, but you don't want that. And whatever that was, like all that furniture. And you go, how do we know such great people like that?
1: I don't know. I'm just glad they didn't figure out that we were just sort of along for the ride.
0: Speak for yourself. Uh- <laughs> passenger Joe. I'm a fucking driver, baby. I'm for the ride. Yeah. You're not along for the ride no, either. I'm not.
1: This is the weirdest podcast ever. No, it's not. It's not? I've
0: had weirder. Real- <laughs> oh yeah. There's a guy named Rick Shapiro who's, who, who uh, is a stand-up. Anybody drink? know anybody Rick? No, you can drink a Rick Shapiro for sure. Anybody know Rick Shapiro? Uh, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a stand-up and he is out of his goddamn mind. And, and he was also, he was in a coma. He was in the hospital for six months. Did you Who's see? in the hospital for six months? I didn't know him. Ian Foley knows him. And he's a great guy. He is, uh, just Ian a Foley's Fo- the
1: producer of the podcast. Yeah,
0: uh, you can have a little, you can have a shot. So, uh, uh, and, and Rick Shapiro had just came out, come out of the hospital. I'm standing up right now. And Rick had just come out of the hospital and he was pacing around. He was pacing around. And he's a fucking great stand-up. And he's pacing around. He goes, I have no reason to be here. I have no reason to be doing anything. I have no reason to be doing anything. And I, and I stopped him and I grabbed him and I said, shut up sit down. You're Rick Shapiro. Shut up. You're great. And knock it off. He's like, oh, you can't talk to me like that. I'm like, I can't. I am. It was really fun to do. You're going to
1: make the podcast? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was a really good podcast interview. This one isn't going to be that good because you're just along for the ride. (laughs) (laughs) Own it in. Own it in. You know, I should. That's what I should I'm do. I, just, I should just have you. I shouldn't have you live. I should just have you phone it in, yeah. and I'll just put it on the here, and then see if we can record it from there. We could do that. We could do that. Yep. Right, but uh, but going back to all, like all the all the fucking interesting people that we know, you know that that uh, like Amy and David and I, I look at David. I love. Do you read any David Sedaris? Oh
1: yes, I love reading. David Sedaris is the only author that I know of that will make me laugh out loud when I'm sitting alone in a room reading a book. Right. That says a lot.
0: Vonnegut did that for me. I remember being on an L train in Chicago and laughing, like just laughing and being on the, on the, on the train. Do you read a lot now?
1: I read a lot of nonfiction. Mm-hmm. I read a lot, of, a lot of serial killer stuff still. Seriously? Shit. Yeah. And a lot uh-huh. of, since I've opened this place, a lot of how to not screw up your
0: business books.
1: <laughs>
0: a lot. Yeah. How to not screw up your business. Yeah.
1: Things like you
0: know, uh, yeah. Like what? Uh, like don't give away free uh, stuff. The magic
1: of thinking big. Uh, Is,
0: so it's not how not to screw up; it's how to make it successful. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How to
1: you know how to how okay, to. Okay. I just want. I just to, don't
0: know why you would buy a book like how not to screw up your your business. Well, I mean that's just, as that's opposed to how to build your business.
1: That's the section that it's in. <laughs> so if you go to, if you go back in time and go to a Borders. Right. You know, or B Dalton's.
0: Right, right. Or Crocs and Bentanos.
1: I used to go to B. Dalton's. I don't know if it's still there. I don't know if B. Dalton's is still in. There was a B. Dalton's at the end of Diversity, right near the lake. Mm -hmm. It was on the north side. And Mm -hmm. I used to go in there and just look at the self-help section and just stand there for about an hour and just wonder which one is going to fix it. Right, right. Did any of them? I bought one book on... How to Stop Procrastinating, and I, and I never got around to reading it, I swear to God. I know it sounds like, a, like it was like, oh, I gotta read that someday. And I think I bought, a, I bought a self-hypnosis tape on how to stop, it was a cassette tape. This was in this little apartment, right? Mildred George Apartments, right? And uh-huh. and, uh, um, and it was a tape and like, and it would be like all these relaxation exercises and then a certain point of like, procrast, help you get rid of procrastination? So I'm sure if it was kleptomania or homosexuality, would
0: how to get rid of homosexuality? Uh, the uh, the car that I have right now has a voice act voice GPS, mm-hmm. and it's um, turn right on Darcy Street, and it's like well, that that voice and that voice didn't go together. Do you remember El Chirito in the Mexican joint in L. A.? It was a Mexican chain.
1: Uh, I don't.
0: Okay, so they would have a guy who would do this, who would do the uh, he'd do the commercials like we've got Jimmy Chung. We have Chimichan goes tostadas, burritos, and refried ice cream. It was like some other guy said that (laughs) that part. Refried ice cream, like refried ice cream. How the fuck do you do that?
1: I remember Aranda's burritos right near Berlin, just underneath the Elst. Yeah, yeah. They would have burritos the size of your
0: hand. But that's Chicago burritos. Chicago burritos had had burritos the size of of a nine-year-old's arm. That's what. That's how I measured it. It's like no, that's no, that's not. That's a seven-year-old's arm but a nine year like like it was like that's a large burrito but they don't have that in LA you don't have good burritos and i'm sorry but you don't tom
1: i don't live there
0: that's not no that right you don't know that no i live in austin mm-hmm.
1: yeah but i've been here I, for 6 years
0: I couldn't believe that you moved. I could not believe really? that you, no. I could Why? not believe. I was because, because with that, that doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. Why can't you believe, there was not, I here's one of the reasons I moved, none of my, my friends were tired of, of dealing with
0: me. You don't know that, I, really?
1: Yeah, and I think, I mean in hindsight, I don't. I, don't I wasn't
0: tired of dealing with you,
1: uh,
0: but maybe I wasn't your friend.
1: Maybe, well, I mean it was, dude, maybe. Maybe. Uh, no, but I think a lot of people just got tired. They tried to help me and I wouldn't listen and they just got tired of trying to help
0: me. So your friends, you feel that your friends' reaction to you, like phoning in their friendship, it was like they drove you out. Is that what no, you're no, saying? No, no,
1: no. I'm not saying they drove me out. Uh-huh. I'm saying that I needed a change.
0: You needed a change. Yeah, I mean, So don't blame your friends.
1: No, I'm just, I didn't blame them. I just said that they were tired of trying to help me. They were trying, uh-huh. to, watch, trying to watch me. Right. Not, you know, they, everybody was there for me. But at a certain point, you like, dude, we can't watch you do this to yourself
0: anymore. And mm-hmm. I think that's what happened. Mm-hmm. You know? And so they were saying, we can't watch you do this to yourself. So what? So what, that, that's While what they're noticing. The, yeah. Right. So that's what they're noticing. Did they then say, move to a place where it's unbelievably hot?
1: No. There was a <laughs> there was a, a girl, uh, and not to be confused with your girl with a nose ring.
0: That's who, yes.
1: This is yeah. a, um, a girl named Stephanie. Uh-huh. Uh, who uh, said, you've need to go? got yourself in such a deep rut that you need to go someplace where you can be a big fish in a small pond. Right. And she said, and I, well, I was thinking about going to Austin. She said, let's go to Austin. Right. Yeah. And you notice she's not here.
0: No. <laughs> yeah. No. Some people say let's, the royal let's, but it has nothing to do with anything that no, two of you are going to do. No, she was
1: planning. We came in May, and we really had high hopes. Up. We came in May of 2007. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm sorry, May of 2006. We had high hopes, and we got here, and we got off the, uh, the plane, and it was really hot. It was, and it was May, and it was really hot. And we're like, oh, no, no. And then when we drove into town, the, the uh, skyline just seemed so small, and we were just disappointed. And then, uh, and then I, I came back in December, just because I wasn't doing anything, and I sold the house and I had lots of money, so let's mm-hmm. squander it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so uh, I came in December, just hung out for a couple weeks, and then I went back, like I'm not ready to move.
0: And just you came sat. back to LA. I
1: came back to LA and said I'm not ready to move. And I literally sat on the couch till August, just nothing. Just mm-hmm. and and uh, and, uh, and I, August. I said I'm I'm gonna move. Let's move to Austin. And she very wisely said, you know what? Why don't uh, you go, and we'll see if you can if you can get off the couch there. And if you do, then I'll come out. Right. So it was, and uh, and she never did. Mm-hmm. And uh, and. Which and you know i and she I think she was very wise to wait and t- to see what I did, right, and I came out here, I laid on the floor for about six months and cried right and uh and then uh, i started i was teaching one improv class a week, and it was a lot to do that, and then i i was uh sort of started realizing I was running out of money, and I needed to uh, uh this um I knew a guy who was getting married. And he had his, he had a, a bedroom. He needed to find a replacement for uh, where he was living. And, uh, and so I moved into this house that was, uh, it was a piece of crap house. Was it a piece of crap house? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, uh, the, the, to give me an idea of the, it was one of those houses that everybody sort of passes down and right. just sort of stays in the community and
0: uh and everybody like wrecks a part of the house before they yeah. go uh-huh. the,
1: the guy the guy who moved in before when he moved in the guy that lived there before him broke a window right
0: that's what i mean <laughs> the way he
1: fixed it was uh, he stapled a sleeping bag over the window uh-huh. so that was the kind of and so and this was Asaf, and i'd heard of this guy as uh-huh. we met a couple times we didn't like him right because uh Asaf moved here for six months before, Okay. Yeah, you can drink for a soft It'll <laughs> <laughs> make him it feel better. In certain circles, you would. Uh, uh, and we didn't know each other. He, he moved to, uh, he got divorced and moved uh, from New York six months before I did. And so he was the most experienced improviser in Austin for six months.
0: Wow. Yeah. And then like I, nobody, there was no other improvisers here at uh, that time.
1: Um, there, there were, but. But there, the
0: Bounce Festival was here, wasn't it? Yeah, but it
1: started in about, then the, uh. But I started like But Mike Delonzo
0: was here, and like, wasn't, didn't, De, De, was Delonzo here? You know Mike Delonzo? No. Anybody? Nobody's drinking. See, in LA, a bunch of people are chugging drinks right now. But Mike Delonzo was one, okay, anyway, so I don't keep know. going.
1: I should right. be wrong, I'm just phoning it in. I know, you are. Um, so, uh, yeah, and so uh, Asaf and I didn't know each other, we didn't like each other. And uh, and then I uh, I was teaching classes, and he was, being sad on the couch and I was so you're sad, had too was, sad you had too oh, sad it, was, it was the most sad it was the saddest house ever mm-hmm. it really was and uh and then we slowly started fixing it up and I remember uh, I remember it, I can say the day I changed he uh he had a little wire sculpture that he made a soft a soft did mm-hmm. and and he was trying to fix it and, he, and I, I I had a little tool kit and I uh and I got some needle nail pliers out of the tool kit and he did what he do you remember this he uh and he um he fixed it and he i put it back in the toolkit said that's a real good toolkit and i started to walk away and anytime you said anything i would just badmouth my ex-wife uh-huh and uh and i came here and there are people i've met and i people like there's a woman jessica rj and apparently the first time i met her like the first time i made her she's also a woman i decided that it was a good time to tell her that all women are money grubby whores Uh that's the attitude i came out here with
0: Uh uh-huh and
1: uh and so Asaf I, I fixed this thing. I put it back in my toolkit. He said, that's a nice toolkit. And I walked to, started to walk away and I turned it his head. I used to have a bunch of power tools until that. Uh, I can't say because he might be right. uh-huh. Uh Sold them all at a yard sale. And then there, there was a moment of silence and Asaf said, really? You couldn't just let it go?
0: Ooh, right?
1: Yeah. And that's like... Oh, I guess I could. Right. And then I was teaching. Did you,
0: did you, was that the point that you really did let it go or did, did you go, no. that was just the, your entry point into the land of it's gone?
1: Yeah. It was just like, okay, this can, this, I can, I can stop.
0: This. It's so great to have somebody who will uh, take the echo that you're giving and remind you that you said that or, or just, just say, you said that, you know, you said that really, you can't let that go, which made you made that thing that you said have permanence as opposed to just something that, that you just kind of off the cuff say. Does that make sense? No. What he said, you couldn't just let that go. Yeah. That was, you couldn't, you couldn't not mention your wife? Yeah. That's what I mean. Okay. Like in that moment for you to go, for him to go, really? You know you keep doing that. Mm-hmm. And to be that, that person around you that will be honest in that way.
1: And then one day I was teaching the, my one day a week class. And I said, "Sophie, do you want to come? And so he came and then he... Uh, I think you just started teaching, sort of. I mean, I'm sure you were invited to, and and I I, I like to say I thought I was the best teacher in the world until I saw him teach. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and then you know, and then we kind of started working on this together.
0: This being what?
1: Uh, at the institution theater. hmm Yeah. And uh, and I like to say that that uh, behind me is a stuff going. Come on, you can do it. And I'm like I can. Right. I
0: can. <laughs> him pushing you out, pushing yeah. out.
1: And you're like, we're going, we're going. At least that's How many students I'm,
0: do you have here? 40, 50?
1: I don't know.
0: Uh-huh. 40, 50. 40, 50 students.
1: We have nine classes. But you've got We're a not...
0: community here, though.
1: Yeah. No, it's been great. This is the best move I ever made. Mm-hmm. Best move I ever made.
0: What do you, what, what and do you know, like And The great about thing
1: about that is everything that I thought I was got taken away. You know, I thought I was a commercial actor. I can't, I, there's no, you can do it here. I right. so don't mind doing it for free. Um, I was a teacher at Second City. Mm-hmm. I was I was married, I was you know, every, everything was gone. Right. And so uh, I just had to find me.
0: Right. You know, and it's isn't that interesting, interesting you pair those you you, you, you peel that shit away. Mm-hmm. And at the bottom of all of that is you. And it's always been you've always been there. Yeah, I guess.
1: But I and also in LA I was always so worried that I wasn't that everybody else was doing better than me, that I should have done better, right. that I should be doing better than everybody else. Do you has, think
0: about that at all now? No. Do you, do you compare your, your school to other schools? Uh, like, are they doing better? Why are they doing better? Or no. do you Just go, that's where they're doing. This is where we are, and that's I'm it. I'm very
1: lucky that the, the community here is, is wonderful. But no, and we, we make mistakes. We make s- mistakes all the time. But we know that we're learning and growing. And we know that we're getting better. Right. You know, and, uh, and I mean, what's, what's the worst thing that happened? I, I have to get a job? Right. Wow.
0: What would I do? I know, but it, I, I, and yet at the same time, like you're—you've got that attitude. and The attitude is, what's the worst that can happen? Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you're gonna—your eyes are gonna explode in your head, or you're gonna start bleeding from your neck. What the worst that can happen is you'd have to get a job. Yeah. Well, I don't know what you would do, Tom. You have no skills. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I
1: don't know <laughs> But and then I, I would, you know, and I also started, it's no secret, you know, I've been sober for 20 years. Right. And uh, I, t- I found out that I realized after being here that a big part of the way I was doing my AA in LA was just, I was going to meetings, but I wasn't doing the work. You mm-hmm. know, I was in a lot of AA plays and I was playing <laughs> a lot of softball. Mm-hmm. But I, I got here and met up with some people who were like, all right, why don't you work the steps?"
0: Right. Do you see that as as you were doing the surface stuff? You were doing what is what what is visible to the community, but you weren't doing you right. weren't going deeper than that.
1: Exactly. Right. So, yeah. I mean I was yeah, and, and I and I thought I was doing everything right. Right. But I was miserable. I crashed and burned at
0: 14 mm-hmm. years. Are you do you find yourself miserable at all now? And I don't mean to ask that question like why aren't you miserable i'm just going I'm, it's a question yeah
1: i do i do when i get into self-pity mm-hmm. uh, which is a big problem but i have you know i have people that will that say stop it you know mm-hmm. like amy and amy's just well <laughs> there's amy uh taught, Your partner. Yeah, my, yeah, my girlfriend right. uh she uh uh taught i uh, can't remember the kid's name she taught for teach for america and uh, friend of hers that, uh, that she taught with taught in fifth grade, and there was a fifth grader, whenever he got mad at anybody, would literally poop his pants and then, and then grind in it. And uh, let's say his name's Scott Johnson. And so whenever I'm feeling sorry for myself, he goes, you're being Scott Johnson. You're being Scott Johnson. So I don't want to be Scott Johnson. I don't want to sit in my own poop.
0: No, you don't. Yeah. And that's really what happens with self-pity. Yeah. I, I think that, I, like, for me, I feel like I will give myself self-pity <laughs> I will, I will allow myself to, to be self-pitying, I guess that's the, the verb, um, as long as I know that I'm doing it. Yeah. And as long as I know that I'm doing it, I get to stop doing it when I feel like stop doing it. When it's like, oh, I'm, I'm doing this. Because I think, that I, I, I think the, for me, I feel like I, there are times for me to pity myself.
1: Oh, yeah. I and there you. are also times... I've known where, you for a long time. I know, right? <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. So many opportunities. I know, there. right? Probably, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and, and, and but you could I, have been...
0: Oh, right. I've had. None of it. But when I allow. Lately, because I'd, I'd broken up with a girlfriend and I was walking around San Francisco a couple of weeks ago, and I'm looking around going, I, I'm like, right now, if I got hit by a car and killed, people really have to find out why I'm there. You know what I mean? Like, I've got no, indi- I've got no key. I've got no, I've got no identification of where I'm staying. Nobody knows who I am. And it's not like anybody's expecting me to call, you know? You
1: should have put it on Facebook.
0: Uh, <laughs> That's, if I only would put stuff on Facebook. Yeah. Um, That's you uh, probably your food trail. I know, I know. But what I'm saying is this. Like, at that moment, I was thinking, do I feel self-pity right now? And I, was really, I think I was really trying to feel self-pity, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't. I couldn't muster up the pity for the self pity, so instead I went. Maybe I'll get some coffee. It felt better.
1: I uh, with, with the with the ex wife. I was walking to my one of my favorite places in the world. It's uh, Town Lake. and uh, a soft made me get a dog. He did not make me get a dog, but a soft one wanted a dog, but he didn't want the responsibility. Huh? <laughs> and so, and one of the reasons I moved in was I could get a dog. Uh huh. And one day I and I was just like, Oh, I can't get a dog. I'll just pick up the wrong dog. Uh-huh. Yeah, Cause I've been divorced twice. And uh, so that's how my relationships go. And one day I came home and Azop literally stood up from his sad couch and said, We're getting a dog. And it, do you remember that? You just literally walked out. And then we went and did what was probably the second gayest thing ever. <laughs> was when Asaf and I were sitting in the... I
0: hope the first one is blowing each other.
1: <laughs> we were, We were both sitting in the, the cat section of the Town Lake Animal Shelter filling out an application to adopt a dog, and we was just like, we so look like a gay couple now. And uh, the, the gayest thing ever was when Asaf entered my bedroom, and he said, I'm about to say the gayest thing ever, and that was can I borrow your tights? <laughs> pretty gay.
0: That is pretty gay. I mean,
1: I had tights. We could
0: borrow. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Did he stretch them out or did you go, I, don't I just know. don't stretch them out?
1: <laughs> I don't remember. So so,
0: so you, uh, love, you love yeah. being, you love being here. You love this movie man. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And then I was just walking along Tom Lake and, I, and my mind was like, I'm tired of being mad
0: at her. Right. Say that one more time.
1: I just th- thought, I'm, I'm tired of being mad at her.
0: At at your ex-girlfriend, at at your ex-wife. Ex-wife, yeah. Right. I'm tired of being... Jessica. Right, right. (laughs) Jessica Tandy.
1: Jessica Tandy.
0: (laughs) I'm so mad at Jessica. Here's a statement that you will never hear anybody say. I fucking hate Jessica Tandy. (laughs) Fuck that, Jessica Tandy. I don't fuck know, Hume I don't, Cronin and fuck Jessica. Fuck uh, Hume Cronin deserves Jessica Tandy. But you know, if they
1: broke up, there would be like Hume Cronin's best friend uh, Wilfred Brimley. <laughs> no, exactly. I always thought she was with a bitch.
0: Or, or, um, <laughs> you think this is gonna last a while? Cause I, I'm, I'm hot after, hot after Tandy. Bon-ch-ga-bon. hot for Tandy.
1: Um, <laughs> my favorite James Garner film.
0: Right, right, right. It's like, who's is anybody saying anything bad about a uh, um, uh, 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 Catherine Hepburn, or you know, it's like, oh, that fuck that Catherine Hepburn. She, she <laughs> fucked over my brother. Like what? what Death is Hepburn owns, owes me money. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> when you see Kate Hepburn, tell her what my fucking lawnmower is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, do not mention Kate Hepburn. <laughs> well, on Golden Pond, don't. <laughs> Line in with don't. I would love to see, is Henry Pond is
1: still alive.
0: No, oh. nor is Jessica Tandy or Hume Cronin. If Hume Cronin's still alive, he's fucking really, really old. <laughs>
1: Maybe you can get him for your podcast. I,
0: you know what, I've, I've, I've hunted down, I want to get Dick Van Dyke for my co- podcast, yeah. which would really be great. Why
1: don't
0: you? I don't know, He'd, uh, oh, he wouldn't, do you think? Uh,
1: yeah. I think so. I know, I, I know people, so. And <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, uh,
1: I'll take a call to make a call. But, uh, uh, you know, uh,
0: we're just... always two alcoholics away from Dick Van Dyke. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, I'm sure he would love right. to do it. Six degrees of separation, you know. right? right, so, yeah, right. 12 steps. <laughs> exactly. So, I did
1: get a manager when I, I performed. I was in a, uh, a play called Damn Alkies in the uh, Southern California Alcoholics Anonymous Convention, mm-hmm. and I got a manager out of it. it was very I played the devil. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was the AA version of Damn Yankees. It was right, Damn of course. Right. And uh, <laughs> the way it works is in a, at an AA play is at the end of the show, the entire cast comes to the end of the stage, and then the entire audience just walks down and shakes your hand. Uh-huh. And so a guy was, I was shaking hands, and the guy just shouted out, Do you have representation? <laughs> <That's the
0: show. laughs> I got a manager. It's so LA. It's so LA, so AALA. It's just so L.A. And then
1: once I was in, I, I was at a, at a meeting and uh, Princess L uh, was... What, is uh, that? what did you just
0: say? Princess L. Princess L? Yeah. What is that? Carrie F? <laughs> What's happening? Carrie Fisher. <laughs> Carrie oh, Fisher. <laughs> Carrie, Fisher. <laughs> Carrie Fisher. I thought you meant Princess Harry. Leia. I thought you meant Harry. No, said- it's an
1: anonymous I- program.
0: Although she has... Not- no, I know, but I know, but she's but, written books and all that shit, right? But I was right? sitting
1: there and I looked over and I would see her every, every Wednesday night. I didn't know her well, but, and said hi right? and she's putting on lip gloss and then, I, and, I, and then she turns to me and then she puts lip gloss on me
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I know I'm in an AA meeting and then she gets out her makeup and starts putting makeup on me and I know I'm in an AA meeting and I know my sponsor's going to be pissed but when else is Princess Leia going to put makeup on Right,
0: her? Right, 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 and right I, Is Jan
1: Mike, Michael Vincent still alive?
0: I think, I don't know
1: Okay, let's pretend he's dead Okay Okay uh, <laughs> When I was new, I loved, there's a movie called Big Wednesday that Jan Michael Vincent is in. Uh-huh. And he plays, and his character's alcoholic, and it goes through time, and he plays a guy named, I can't think of it, let's uh, he plays uh, Matt Johnson, named, based on a, a, a true surfer. And then I heard of another guy, a guy in AA named Matt Johnson, who had 20 years, which would have been the same age of this character that was in this movie, Big Wednesday. And then once at a meeting, I'm walking towards the center, and I look up, and there's... Jan Michael Vincent. Only I'm brand new. I'm like a week AA, and I look up and I don't see Jan Michael Vincent. I see uh, the character from the movie, uh-huh. and uh, and I just stare at him like this,
0: and then he puts his head down
1: and walks away, and uh, he never came back.
0: Oh, and you I, drove him to drink again? I
1: did. I drove. I'm, I'm responsible.
0: Uh huh. I you. Oh boy, that the AA community, like that's a whole different. It's such a world that you but, live in. You know, it's
1: weird. It's it's AA and improv, same thing.
0: In what way? Uh,
1: it's it's all it's all spiritual. Right. It's all about being in the moment. Right. It's all about right know, uh, uh, making the other, You know, taking care of the other person, being of service.
0: Right. Um, I think being of service, and I talk, I talked to Austin Titchener about this. Who uh, should we drink? If, if you're into a reduced Shakespeare company, please drink. If you're not, if you're looking for a drink, drink. So we're talking about being in service and the idea that you are in service and a soft is in service and anybody that's doing improvisation, I think when you're participating in it, even being on stage, you're in service because you're helping that other person realize that they're here and celebrating their life. That's what I think being in service is about. It's about helping somebody realize that right now we're together. We're here. Uh-huh. And, uh, and improvisation just turned me around. Gave me self-confidence that I never had before. Gave me drive that I never had before. And, and, and gave me friends that have just totally changed my life. And made me look at things. It certainly drove me to... To like a little bit of a Buddhist practice, you know, practice in Buddhism, like being here, being, being present, being in the moment, taking what you can at this moment and living in this moment and making the fullness of this moment. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's really, really beautiful. Do you go of surfing? No. Really? I don't like the ocean. I mean, I'm all in favor of it. I'm not like, like, let's fill it in. I'm like, I just feel like I, like, I don't, like the idea of going to the ocean is just, so, I fucking hate the idea. If you go, let's go to the beach. I'm like, really? And I, I, I have gotten a big fight with a girlfriend about it. It's like, you're the only person I know that hates the ocean. It's like, all right, let's talk about this, right? You want to go to the beach. Okay, great. I live in Larchmont. So, it's going to be an hour to get there, all right, in, with no traffic. And there's traffic. And once we're there, we got to fucking buy a, like, find a place to park. All right, and then we got to, that's going to take a while or a bunch of money. And then we got to put a blanket out and you got a bunch of douchebags who just want to drink and then you got to go in the water and then you get wet and you need towels and something to eat. So you've never been surfing? No. (laughs) Well, can you surf outside of the the ocean? Is that something that they have now? Not that I know of. Well, that's why I don't go surfing. Because but, the minute they, they figure out, you can surf in front of your house. I'm like, great, come <laughs> me in. You can surf
1: at Starbucks.
0: Exactly. I will do that. I will take my longboard, whatever that is, and the I will go board. and start my... I'm assuming a longboard is longer than a shortboard. I don't know. Exactly. You know but, I, but no, I've never been surfing. But the
1: thing with surfing is you... Uh, and I, I've never been a great surfer, but I've been able to stand.
0: And uh-huh.
1: uh, and you you can't fight the wave, and you have to work in harmony with the wave. Right. right. And that's that's how a scene is. Right. right. You know, you just, just
0: like we're here, let's experience mm-hmm. this. And the, and the moment that you realize that about about surfing and about scenes and about it it, it just comes it all back to your life. Like the idea of right now I can get into an argument with you. Why do I fucking want to do that? Or right now I can make my life harder. Why do I want to do that? The reason that you came down here, I think, was to that you had channels that allowed of all the places to come to. Mm-hmm. Didn't you have a brother here or something? I
1: have a brother in Houston.
0: And you said. Yeah. Right? But you came down here and the universe took care of you yeah. down here because you opened yourself up towards that.
1: I I, I guess. I mean I, I think I was I, I came down here and like I and I told you this earlier, that everybody was so nice. Right. I thought they were fucking with me. Right. And uh and and I also wanted to be known as the man who brought hate to Austin. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's I, I, I used to. I was like, okay, you guys, what, what is it? I didn't, I didn't trust it, right? Because everybody was so nice. And then uh, before I knew it, I was signing emails. I love you.
0: Uh-huh. And hugging uh-huh. people.
1: I'm like, I've been here. You too hugged long. people
0: before, though, Tom. I didn't mean it. You're <laughs> full of shit. I was just You're so it was full of shit. Career. It's so interesting to me because. I see you as as a. I see you in such a different way. I see you as always being open, and and you're always vulnerable, and you're always honest, and you were. I mean, you also did what a lot of us did, which was you know berate yourself and talk down about yourself. But at the end of the day, you can be counted on to do a great performance, to be there for somebody, to listen to somebody, to take to take the ball and run that's the way I always look at you I don't look at you like we know other people and maybe you and I have talked about some of these people where we look at it and it's like that fucker's an Eeyore. but I've uh-huh. never seen you as an Eeyore. I've never seen you as anybody that you couldn't count on or that would let you down or you know you'd meet me somewhere and then you wouldn't show up I don't I never saw any of that
1: should have come over to my house yeah.
0: maybe I've been and, to your house I don't I mean, know I'm sure you've been I've been to be but, your uh, house you
1: know, I, uh, yes, I, I have been
0: to a barbecue house.
1: I uh, at least have great barbecues. Yeah. Uh, I um, this I went to L.A. in June for we had a theater go go uh, yeah. reunion, and it was the first time ever in L.A. that I felt comfortable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was that? What was the reason for that?
1: Because I was all I never felt like I was enough. You know, uh-huh. there was always you know, you, there's always someone doing doing better than you.
0: But and, that's and, what you brought. Yeah, of course, yeah, you brought that. Yeah. Yeah. The, there because was, I well, don't.
1: I no one's stand outside my door saying, Oh, while you're going to your car, remember you're not enough.
0: <laughs> right. You're like an audition. Exactly. <laughs> I hope your car's enough. Yeah. Right? No, but, but, but I think a lot of people bring, well, I think no matter where you are, you can bring your bullshit with you. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, because for me, I never felt like LA fucked me over or I, I never felt, I never felt like I was never enough. What I never understood was how come I had to work so hard for a shitty, stupid little fucking part. And after a while, I just went, it's not worth it for me to do that. And then I don't do that anymore. I just don't. And I didn't feel like I gave up. But I felt like that wasn't for me.
1: I think my fear, I, I know my fear stopped me from trying as hard as I
0: could. You go back to that. We're back to that. Back to fear? No. Back to trying as hard as you could. Yeah. You were doing as best as you could. Uh,
1: okay.
0: Yeah. You know, I, that, if You're you don't right. believe that, no, no, you know, I mean, for do, me, I you. because okay. I think that we all got to give ourselves that fucking break of going, yeah, I couldn't do the best I, I could. Really? How do you do that? Did you strap your arm behind your back? Did you put marbles in your mouth? Did you get drunk before you did that? Even if you did get drunk before you did that, you were still doing the best that you could while you were drunk. I just feel like... But don't you when,
1: ever wish you could have done better? Don't you no, ever mad I don't.
0: Like, no, 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 never, no, never. no. You know, no, no. I mean, I mean, certainly not in 25 years. I don't think... Because I look at stuff and I go, this is the best that I could do. I don't even, I don't even gauge shit in that way anymore. Mm. Because I, I feel like I did it. It's out of my hands. Uh-huh. I did that. I mean, there's certain things that I go, oh, I, well, you know. Well, no, 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 no. I look at things and I go, I, sometimes I, I, I don't do this anymore. And when I, when I think about things that I, it's like, oh, I really fucked up on that one. I wish I never did that. I was thinking, no, that fuck up led to something else, which led to something else, which led to something else. And those fuck ups also are great fucking stories.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. And, I, and I, where, where it led, Austin and I, I have a wonderful life here. Right. I really do. Um. Todd Stashwick was here. Yes. And uh, and like, uh, what's been great is like when you were here and when Todd was here, uh, I had the house to myself. And so we just and uh, and he wasn't the first to say it, but a lot of people have pointed out that that the institution theater is the culmination of everything in my life. You know that everything because I was always putting up these weird shows mm-hmm. and uh, yeah yeah you know, you were...
0: I know, I know, I know. But I'm also thinking, for me, which makes me kind of stops me and makes me go, is that word the culmination of my life? Because I don't, I think that that's not the right word. What's the right word? Um, It's the focus of everything you've done at this, you know, up to this point. But the culmination makes me go, really? Are we done? Oh no! Right. Right, but it brings all these elements here, yeah. and it's this focus of all these elements. It's a lining up of all this things. And thing.
1: what's weird is it wasn't me like, I'm going to do this. It was like, I'm going to try. And one of the things that I've really discovered here, and I'm sure, and I know we had it in L.A., mm-hmm. and certainly in Chicago, and, but I think I've just become conscious of it. If I, if I say what I'm going to do and start doing it, there is an army of people here that will show up and help and play and and keep it going why
0: do you think that happens
1: i think it happens because i think that uh i think we all want to feel like we belong right i think we all want to
0: create i think we
1: all uh I, i think it's I think I make people smile.
0: That is what I was going for. Because all those other fucking altruistic bullshit, the world needs to be, I want to teach the, no, everybody's fucking coming to you because of who you are. Mm-hmm. And yes, you make people smile, but what you also do is, goes back to you're in service with those people. The idea that that people come to you because you make, you make this community. You and Asaf make this community. You make this community. That's why people come to you. Because they feel like, You are a collaborator and you will, you are there to, to, you're, 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 you're lifting all of us up. And I don't mean to go, we owe you, you owe us. I'm just saying you lift us up. That's why people come to you. That's why you're always taken care of. That's why you did AA. I feel like that's why you were part of a theater, of go-go, and the Annoyance Theater. Like all those things that we learned in those moments, all those experiences that we had, were all about, I'm reaching out to you. And when you see my hand reaching out to you, you can't help but reach your hand out to me. Mm. That's what what I mean. We get a hug. No. (laughs) No hugging. I don't hug. I stopped hugging years ago. Yeah. What's the point of that? Oh, it's bad. It doesn't People don't serve. mean it. No. no. People don't mean it. Let's stop there. All right. I love you very much. I love you. Thank very you, everybody.
1: Good. Bye.
0: Today's episode was sponsored by GoDaddy. Thinking about starting a new website? GoDaddy is offering one new or transfer.com for just a dollar ninety-nine for the first year. Go to GoDaddy.com and enter the code ADDCOMEDY at checkout or click on the GoDaddy banner on our website, ADDCOMEDY.com. Hello, Comedy podcast listeners. Dave Rizowski here. First off, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. And second off, if you've ever wanted to take a class with me but thought, gosh, I don't think I'll ever be around where David is, know that you can now take the virtual class at iActing.com. Just check our website out, and there's a link there. Click on that link, and that will set you up. you got to do a little hunting, but I think that it's well worth it. We'll hear you in your ears. Bye. Thank you for listening to the ADD Comedy Podcast. For Dave Rizowski, I'm Ian Foley.